2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, of course, we were duty-bound and wanted to talk about the amazing Alison Goal yesterday. Daniel Gray, the author, had written about something Almost like a prophecy uh, in his book, Extra Time. So he joined us to talk us through that. Um, We spoke to Lloyd Griffith, the uh, comedian, TV presenter and very fine vocalist. So fine, in fact, he wants to sing the National Anthem during the Euros. We'll find out how that uh, is going for him. We had some clips uh, of the week pewter from back in 2010 there was a few corkers in there so we hope you enjoy those and of course uh, andy looked back on his fa cup final day experience he was at the game and we talked about other bits and pieces so here it all is
4: good
3: afternoon everyone good afternoon
4: andy and good afternoon, Paul. And uh, can a day be great and terrible at the same time? <laughs> well, it can. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing day on Saturday. I mean, let's let's get it absolutely straight from the outset. Leicester fully deserved to win. It was a great day for them. I totally get it. it's a much better story that he won the cup after 52 years than Chelsea. You know, I think probably 11 times in the last ten, oh, I can't mean the ten years, them yeah. times in the last ten years, but they've, worked, they've been there a lot, and they've yes. won it a lot, and so it was great for Leicester, and uh, you know, and all that, even though it was terrible for us, but... To be there, to be at a match, to go to a game, was just heaven. It was, it was heaven. I can't describe even things that really annoy me. Like you, you, normally, when you could travel to the tube to Wembley, when the fans get on, they start singing and intimidating all the other passengers in the in the carriage. I never really like that, but on Saturday, I really just joined in. Oh, okay, I nice. Change tune. Was, I know because it was so great to hear. And then it just little things like that. Even the, to, coming out of the game, where well, they sort of kicked off one bloke, Chelsea Van got quite angry and everything. So, sort of like, wasn't you, was you say oh, one Chelsea no. thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Let's call people. him angry, <laughs> shall we? But, uh, and you know, <laughs> and despite the fact that I had to sit with Gary Lineker's sons and uh, <laughs> in a Leicester enclave <laughs> and uh, the fact that the FA's mask police kept coming up to me every five seconds telling me to put my mask up. But the problem was that my glasses were steaming up so much. It was like watching a game in the 50s. What's Half expected Sam Bartram to emerge from the gloom. <laughs> (laughs) I wouldn't see anything. With a semi flattened
3: ball. And I said, that is one for the teenagers. (laughs)
4: It is one for the teenagers. I said to the, the steward, and it wasn't his fault, they were lovely, but I said to him, this is ridiculous. These two blokes that I'm sitting next to now. We're all wearing masks. We're outside, but when we're inside in the hospitality, sharing the same table and eating and having a drink, we're not wearing a mask. I said, "How does how is that sensible in any shape or form?" He said, mm. "No, I know." And I couldn't sit next to my son. I had to sit apart, you know, like one seat apart from him, and all this sort of thing. But you couldn't complain about any of it no. because it was just wonderful. You know, abide with me was I always loved that because I was thinking of my dad and everything. It was great. Um, of course, on the pitch, it wasn't so good. Yes, I was so angry. This is to give you an idea. I was so angry at the way Chelsea played that I didn't even celebrate when Chilwell scored. Partly because I don't celebrate goals anymore because of an awful VAR, mm. and and secondly, just I said the bloke next to me. I said, I'm not sure we deserve that really. Mm. Leicester deserve to win, you know. I, 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 the coach, you know, he's done a good job, and it's been it was a hard thing to come in when he did and do what he's done. But I think the last two games, he's got it completely wrong. I always hate it when a coach looks at the opposition and is so worried about them, you forget about playing yourself. So he you put Reese James in a position he's never played before mm. and Aspilaqueta as wing back. So you lose. Neither of them are as good as each other in that role. You know, Rhys James is a great wing-back, crosses it brilliantly. Asper Leclerc is a fine defender. I get, you know, Jamie Vardy's quick. I get that. But he didn't have that many opportunities. So don't ruin your own game plan because you're worried about the opposition. Mm. I just thought we, we just lacked something. You know, also, you know, Kepa, who knows whether Mendy would have saved. That was a great strike. Yeah. From
3: I mean, you did say to but, me immediately, Mendy saves that. I thought, well, when you see it back, you might not feel no, that. No, I looked at it. I saw
4: it back in the stadium, and I still think he would have he have got nearer. He's got a much greater span. He's six inches taller. Mm. He's got a greater spring. I think he's a better goalkeeper. And more importantly, and this is the key thing, I don't think Tuneman shoots at that point if Mendy's in guard he takes it closer or he passes it. Because basically, when Kepper plays, you adopt this kind of shoot on sight mentality if you're <laughs> the opposition. <laughs> you do! Now, I saw it. In, I think we played Barnsley in the cup. They were shooting from everywhere. Same Sheffield United. Because they know the guy's got the worst record in the Premier League for conceding from goals out, you know, shots outside the penalty mm. area. So, you know, all in all, it was a bit disappointing that I, th- I wouldn't have changed the team in the way he did. It, it, they only started playing with ten minutes to go, and uh, you know oh, if that goal got in, who knows what would have happened. But it was it was great for Jeff Peters. I thanked him profusely, not yeah. thanked him. I congratulated. Yes, him i was going to say thank you. He was the, his voice today on breakfast was incredible.
3: Yes, he <laughs> I I contacted him Saturday evening, but I didn't get a reply till mm. Sunday. He did send out mm. a tweet. Do you know, but it was like it was complete drunken tweeting. I don't know if you saw it. It yeah. was it was just gobbledygook. But you know, I'm, he, <laughs> he deserved a big night out, which is fair enough.
4: He did. I'm glad Tuchel made the team watch the trophy presentation. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, personally, myself, of course, I left immediately on Are final. You didn't stick around? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, of course not. But yeah. it was a good idea. To be idea, honest, you know, I didn't see. at
3: the Champions League either. I didn't. I didn't stay for the trophies in uh, in they? Madrid. So uh, you the know. margins were the margins were
4: close, and the save I was right behind Mount for that save. You know, I could see the ball when he struck it. He thought that's in, and it was a wonderful save by Schmeichel. Was right up there with the old uh, save from Ian Porterfield, wasn't it, Jimmy? Uh, not Ian Porterfield, Jim Montgomery. Montgomery. Jim, yeah. Jim Montgomery's save. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So all in all, yeah. And then you it sat down scary. to watch uh, your women's team, your all conquering
1: women's <laughs> yeah. team. I uh, oh, no.
3: thought
4: they'll put it like, right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thirty
4: seconds later, oh, I was no. thinking during when it went to. Four I I see where's mm. birch where's mark birch and this is his greatest weekend yeah. chelsea have lost in two finals Perhaps he's saving it all for porto yeah. <laughs> he probably is actually so imagine you being know, a fan you going
3: all the way to another part of uh, europe to watch a game and you're 1-0 down to a dark yeah. goal after 30 <laughs> seconds it's not a yeah. lot of fun it's not a lot but it was it's not a lot of fun, <laughs> it on, lot yeah. of fun. i did thrill from last night they they, they had, had had a couple of good chances if she'd put that first one away that she put over the bar it could have been a different game couldn't it really
4: Uh, Yeah, and and another serious one, I mean, obviously, of course, every single fan, apart from Chelsea fans, wanted Leicester to win, delighted Leicester to win, won rather, and of course, you know, schadenfreude is what makes the world go round in football supporting, but I do think, I do feel a bit for for the fans of, of the big six clubs, not the... Clubs, not the owners, not the, the directors, but the fans. You know, it's hard for Chelsea fans. We didn't vote to be in the ESL. Do you know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't want everybody to hate us. They already hated us enough anyway. So, you know, I could have done without that. I so still wish that Chelsea hadn't got involved with it because it certainly was, you know, every single report mentioned it. There was no question that people took a great delight mm. in, in Chelsea losing. And, and you can understand why.
3: Yeah, because it's it's a a club that wasn't invited to the party, bloody in the nose of one of those that was uh, happy to to walk away.
4: Yeah, and I don't, finally, don't quite buy all this old little less thing. You know, this is a brilliantly run club that, you know, give them credit. They were above us in the league going into the game. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're a fine team. They've got great recruitment. I mean, the, the difference in their recruitment and our recruitment, they bought Telemans from Monaco for 40 million. Mm. We bought
2: Bakayoko. And that is the difference between the recruitment of the two clubs. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. From Talk Sport.
3: Everybody knows it was an incredibly uh, uh, emotional pre- um, post-match press conference by Allison, and an incredible moment. I've been in a stadium when a goalkeeper scores, not with a header, but it, there is still something very special about the keeper
4: score Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was so annoying though, wasn't it, if you were <laughs> well, it, the game. Oh. Well, it,
3: it would be from obviously your point of view because they're breathing yeah. down your neck. But um, it, 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 it made us think of uh, Daniel Gray's uh, fine piece that he wrote... Uh, in his book, uh, Extra Time: Fifty Further Delights of Modern Football, about goalkeepers going forward. So, hello, Daniel. The piece that you wrote—I mean, damn—it's it, 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 almost like they're killing me softly. You've just described what went on, really. I mean, on on the day, it's uh, it's it's basically that, isn't it?
1: You foresaw it. It was a beautiful goal as well and the the odd thing is it happened only a couple of weeks ago up in Scotland when Xander Clarke scored for St Johnston in the cup semi-final sadly ruled out and they said someone else got the... A, a late touch, but the one difference with my piece is that they've I, mine really is about the failure of this manoeuvre. I very much had in mind the time I was watching my team Middlesbrough at the City of Manchester Stadium on the last day of the season when they chucked, they didn't just took, chuck David James up, they chucked him on up front and brought another keeper on. So it's all really the piece is about it failing in the end and the embarrassment. But but everything else in it, yeah, it chimed with that wonderful wonderful moment yesterday. From it, my very favourite thing is that the goalkeeper that wants to go up always looks to the bench for permission a bit like a school child asking if he can go to the toilet and and it's (laughs) choreographed like this all the way through and when we're there of course no one was there yesterday but we just love watching them run free you know we're we're like bullseye audience members shouting gamble just (laughs) wanting we all want the keeper to go forward and the the charge as it goes and the chaos it causes in the box no one knows who's supposed to mark him. His runs and his zigzags are just very, very strange indeed. He looks odd with his gloves on up there. It's strange seeing two keepers so close to each other, which just adds to the chaos of it all. Oh, and we just love it. What what a brilliant moment. And to see it go in, though, wow. Wow.
4: Yes, no, I can't say I share your view. How many times does it actually <laughs> no. does it actually work though? And how many times you get a goal at the other end? That's what I like. No, That's why I loved it. Uh, I'd loved it if Albion had gone up the other end and scored <laughs> yes. into the empty net. I mean, not as
3: often as you would think, because the keeper generally does get yeah, back. Right, it's pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty rare that it
1: actually yeah. goes in. I, I- I have that in the piece because I love that that scamper back and every, again the opposite fans are shouting shoot from from, from you know from the halfway <laughs> yeah. line that, that is one of the real joys <laughs> of it as well. So it's actually probably better when it fails because we get to see that. But you're right, the, the goal itself, even having an effect, it so seldom happens that you're able to remember. I mean, Schmeichel in the '90s was it Volgograd or someone similar? They were playing in in the Cup Winners' Cup or the UEFA Cup and. The, the, it's it's so rare that it has any effect but that's the thing I like about it in a world of nutritionists of benches full of 30 coaching staff of science that there's still someone as brilliant as Jürgen Klopp still says put the big man up that's great that's the chaos of football that's why we love it
4: and um, it's obligatory when we're having a discussion about this to mention the name Jimmy Glass it's, you, you get yes. fined if you don't mention it I think it. we would get so, fined yeah. that, that is the archetypal one isn't it on the final day and all that etc
1: incredible still brilliant to watch now everything about that scenario dropping out of the football league I do often think though when I think of that one of Scarborough because they found their fans were on the pitch at the brilliantly named McCain Stadium celebrating staying up weren't they and then that news of the Glasgow came yeah that is the ultimate one I think you're absolutely right. Mm.
3: I did love your description. That thing of the goalkeeper being in the box just It is quite disconcerting, isn't it? Yeah, it is not it Because it's true. However else you've prepared as a team to mark at corners, you haven't, you know, we could say he wasn't particularly well picked up by West Brom. No one <laughs> quite knew what to do. And you say that in your piece, the attacking goalkeeper's presence is like that of a viciously drunk person at an otherwise civilised dinner table. And I did love your description as well. He said he's, he's still wearing his gloves. There's no reason why he wouldn't be. And yet it's Still makes him seem like the kind of man who would wear his socks during sex. <laughs> but it is, it's, yes, just, it's a very, right. the whole thing is all very disconcerting and all a bit weird when the goalkeeper's there. So I wonder now, if we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more of uh, people putting up the
1: keeper for this reason. I wonder, maybe it should start happening earlier. You know, stranger things have happened and earlier in the game. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is it um, is a wonder that, there, that no manager has ever thought to say, if this happens in the 93rd minute, you get the big man. It just doesn't. And uh, yeah, long may it continue to in- escape zonal marking and man to man marking and all of the rest. Right. Well, I just, And, and it's probably,
3: just... you know, in, in effect, I mean,
4: because now Liverpool are almost certain to qualify unless they drop points in the last two games, which seems unlikely mm. the way they're playing and the opposition that they Facing, uh, it's a thirty million pound header because if that hadn't gone in, yeah, I think it would have been hard. Chelsea and Leicester could have drawn, won their last games; they would have both qualified. Liverpool would have been in trouble. So, yeah. you know, it was a very, very valuable header, and it keeps the momentum going with Liverpool. So,
3: no, it's, yeah. it's, it was a huge moment. Daniel, one of I'm going to go back through uh, your book extra time and see if there's any other prophecies in there. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen next. <laughs> well, the good. The, the, op-
1: the opposite one to, to is in the first book of these called Saturday 3 p.m., which is outfield players going in goal, which just doesn't happen enough anymore because of the way the rules are and how many subkeepers they have and yeah, all of the yeah. rest so let's hope, let's hope we see that before the season ends
3: good stuff cheers Daniel all the best
1: Thanks for having me. Cheers.
3: Yeah, Daniel Gray's excellent books; uh, they are a delight. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Let's excellent hope it was
4: time. the Aguero going goal yeah. in the <laughs> Champions League final. Yeah. yeah, you'd like. That's what you'd like, that, <laughs> would you? It's all Raheem Sterling, something like that. Chip
3: yeah. him, chip <laughs> him. That's right. Yeah, they're going to be doing that. But yeah, his books are fantastic. So we gave you a yeah, sample, yeah. a flavour of them.
2: The it? Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
3: I do feel, Andy, for all those goalkeepers who've let in a goal today. I'm looking at Sky Sports news at the moment and we've got basically on a loop Poor old Ben Foster being beaten by <laughs> Paul Robinson—the one I saw, behind the goal—and uh, every yeah. goalkeeper who's ever let a goal in uh, yeah, is now course. watching it again and again and again. They must have known as soon as that Allison goal went in, today wasn't a day yeah. to be watching Sky Sports News. Certainly, um, want to get you going on something—the uh, uh, Swansea keeper Freddie Woodman. Uh, loves his darts. He may have seen in a little feature with him in the papers today. And I think he plays a bit with uh, Sam Surridge, uh, who's currently on loan at uh, Bournemouth. And Sam gave himself, when they played darts, gave himself the nickname The Eagle. So um, uh, 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 Freddie Woodman calls himself the Falcon. So it's never great when you give yourself a nickname, is it? You know, when you, the, <laughs> I've dubbed myself the self-styled Falcon <laughs> and Eagle. So, yeah. rarely, you know, if you say to your mates one day, you know, you get to, you're playing football. Hello, Dave. I'm not Dave anymore. When I'm playing football, I want you to call me the Falcon. They're not going to do it, are they? Just call me that. from. There. So we just wondered if you've ever tried to get... You thought, do you know what? I'd like to be called that. I, I'd prefer that yeah. as my name. I'd like to be known as that from now on. Let's see if I can get it off the ground. What did you try and do? Did it work? Hopefully not. Maybe it did. Maybe it stuck. But if you tried to... A uh, of self-styled name... Um, Tell us one, a, a, a Idiotic survey of the weekend Andy The best one by far was uh, uh, Really people haven't got a clue have they um, Did you see It's One in five men reckon they could beat a chimpanzee in a fight you ever, <laughs> I'm have, not have, sure that's have, even have, you know, true you, No it isn't true Have you ever of watched a David Attenborough documentary When chimpanzees yeah. fight I don't know if it's actually called that Probably not but no, I just, it's not something you would take on. This was the list a percentage of men who think they could win an unarmed fight against these beasts, right? The grizzly bear. 7% of men think they could beat a grizzly bear. No, you yeah, can't. I think mate. they should
4: be made to have a go yeah. for that answer.
3: Crocodile, no mate, you can't do that either no. Kangaroo, you ever seen a kangaroo close up They're enormous, <laughs> absolutely enormous And terrifying uh, Chimpanzee, that's we've true. already dealt with that King Cobra, now you're an idiot mate You cannot be 23%, cobra. Of, 23% of men You <laughs> can drink they could- some cobra they, uh, Exactly, <laughs> but the one 71% of men Apparently who were featured in this Thought they could, uh, they could see off a goose In hand to hand combat This no is quite shots. timely, my oldest last week, who lives in Birmingham, went for a run. He was out running, and he oh, goes yeah. across this bridge, and there was this yeah. goose with all these little goslings who was protecting oh, yeah. them. So he tried to get round. Not Dan Gosling, there wasn't, a, Yeah, was, look, Dan wasn't Gosling there. was there, obviously. But <laughs> Go, he, was, he tried to get past, <laughs> and the old goose started hissing and spitting at him yeah, oh, no. and, oh, yeah, kicked off. So he oh, didn't oh, fancy oh, it. So he, he had to him. run back. He tried a couple of times. I think he started to talk to it. He thought he was a goose whisperer. <laughs> he said, that's all right. I'm not interested in your goslings, even Dan, I'm not interested. <laughs> but the goose, obviously, I don't like roast potato. <laughs> yeah, just off, a bit fatty for me. I prefer turkey at Christmas did all that. But yeah. um, it wasn't having it. Spitting and really kicking off. Oh, no, so he, he bottled it and ran in the opposite direction. Well, so whatever, whatever you either. think, boys, you cannot. You probably couldn't see off a goose. Never mind a chimpanzee. No,
4: definitely not. Uh, the commentator at Leeds Burnley on Match of the Day, mm. Irish commentator, he calls. VAR I've noticed this before he calls it V-O-R and actually I prefer it to VAR after Saturday
3: <laughs> yeah I do like that we mentioned earlier on we're going to be talking about the playoffs later on. Yeah. Go- Freddie Woodman will mm. be in golf for Swansea and he when he plays darts he goes yeah. by the name The Falcon so we wondered if you've tried to give yourself a nickname and whether it came off um, we had a six foot snooker table in the early 80s a glorious time to be a teenager I was the self dubbed Tolworth Tornado and my mate Paul who I always <laughs> mullered was Monsoon Murphy So I don't know if you still uh, act under those names Uh, My name's Sam from Birmingham But I asked people to start calling me Shadow Most people didn't But at least four people did And do to this day Which I'm quite proud of So he's making a mug of you all, folks, Sam And um, yes, a guy came to play for our team One Sunday morning And we said, what should we call you? He said, just call me the Don And so they said, I'll tell you what We'll call you Donald (laughs) <laughs> and, and, which stuck. So anyway, oh, if you're trying to give yourself people. a nickname, ideally, it failed uh, dismally. Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to TSH&J. Um, yeah, a taxi, yeah. T- Tammy Abraham's uh, girlfriend. She she was not particularly happy yes. that Tammy didn't well, make the squad. Well, you know,
4: I, I think... I, I think she's got a point. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, It's all a bit odd, really, this sort of no centre-forward thing. You know, it, w- it was unlucky for him. He'd scored the most goals uh, in the FA Cup run. He'd scored yeah. most goals. You know, I think he's been a bit harshly treated there. They're obviously going to sell him in the summer, but, you know, yeah. what can you do? Um, uh, talking of names, though, mm. I was reading about, uh, there was a piece about Vina McCall's programme on menopause, mm. and uh, one of the women quoted in it say was Claire Hattrick. Wow. A good name, isn't it Claire right? Great if she was one of triplets, of course. But yeah, respect. there's no. I mean,
3: there's no TV formats there. It's got a very limited, very limited <laughs> you, options, I would think. You can
4: you can now visit the Faroe Islands. They're on the list. Okay, uh, of places. place. So why not pop in and see Jens Martin knutsen the goalkeeper with the hat. The goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, I imagine he's got. He must have a sports bar or something. He, they must mark the guy. Remember the infamous Faroe Islands yeah. keeper wore the white bobble hat. Yeah, definitely. It uh, so, must be somewhere. It must in be a in a museum. museum. It must be in the Pharaoh's <laughs> museum, I would think. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. If you've listened to Lloyd Griffin on this show, or indeed other shows, uh, you may know that he is, he is a chorister. And uh, it's still still doing that He's got a fantastic singing voice He is a, obviously a massive football fan as well And he's looking to bring those two together And he issued a come and get me plea last week To sing at uh, the Euro 2020 game at Wembley To do the anthem And I'm sure he, he'd, he'd do us all proud But you know, it's not an easy gig to get So we thought we would check in And see uh, how that particular quest is going Lloyd, good
5: afternoon Good afternoon, gents. How are you?
3: Yeah, no, I yeah, did We're you. right behind you. We think this is a great thing. And we did see a, a little tweet. You said that the people at Wembley had been in touch. They'd seen it and they have been in touch. So how is that going?
5: Well, it, it, I mean, they 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 have they started following me and they did send a tweet um, and they said that they are busy. Admittedly, they had the FA Cup to sort out and yeah. also the uh, Women's Champions League in Gothenburg. So, I've not had any dialogue, you know, direct with them, um, but there has been a tweet. So that's better than n- nothing, isn't it? I guess yeah. <laughs> is it. Hello? Well, I mean, um, how do they choose the anthem singers? Do you know? Do you know how they do it generally? Not sure. Not sure. And that's kind of why I wouldn't mind speaking to them, just saying, look, what is the, you know, what is the, what, what's the process here? Because, and I, I, I mentioned this in my little call to action in my little video series I'm doing, uh, let Lloyd sing on YouTube, mm. where you know, usually they bring up the singers, and don't get me wrong, the singers are brilliant, classically yeah. trained singers. But you don't necessarily know, as a football fan or a layperson, know who they are. I know who they are because I obviously work in that world. Well I just think it'd be quite a nice thing this year to have a football fan, an actual football fan do it. You know, I've been lucky enough to go and see England home and away and I' you know, go and see Grimsby home and away. Have an actual football fan singing the national anthem on Wembley with the England lads, you know, just to the side here
4: Would be brilliant. One of our friends of the show, Laura Wright, of course, is one of the Laura, brilliant. Most, yeah. Oh, brilliant anthem singers! Because so, the Run uh, and I'm the sure football, and the, I'm sure the producer can put you in touch with it. She'll tell you how how she got it. Yeah, uh, happy to <laughs> do a duet. Don't want to. Yeah,
5: yeah happy yeah, to okay. do it. Do a duet. Maybe go <laughs> elves. I'll take thirty percent wherever she wants. I'll take nothing. I'm happy to just be there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and again, I'm not taking anything away from the singers that currently do do it. Mm. Laura, Laura's done it a number of times. My friend uh, Mel and Charlotte—they were in All Angels, the kind of like the classical mm. crossover group. Mm. You know, so there's, there's there's some brilliant singers out there. But for me, and especially. This year, where there's not going to be that many fans in the stadiums, it's going to be probably capped to a certain capacity. You know, it's just that—that's the one thing. The national anthem is the one thing that brings everybody together, brings the fans together wherever they may be, whether they're at Wembley, at yeah. home in a beer garden. You know, that's the one thing that brings you know everyone together. So yeah. getting a natural proper fan, I might just stir a little bit more. And you know, I know a few of the England lads. I'm not showing off. Maybe if they see me and they're like, they might get a bit more confident, like, all right, Lloyd is there, Look, you know, little fat idiot from Grimsby. Let's see <laughs> let's with him. So If he can do it, we can. Mate, could exactly. you just give
3: us a tease? Just the word God. I mean, I know you've not warmed up and all that, but just no, give ouch. us a frame. Just the word God, I'm sure we'll give the listeners the first word of the National... Oh, yeah, I'm sure know it's the first word, of the National Anthem. Yeah, yeah. You've watched- I've rehearsed it enough. You've watched Celebrity um, Mastermind before. So, um... If you want to just give us that, and just give us a flavour of what you're capable of, here we go.
5: Cod. That's good. That's good. I'm not sure if that that came across. No, it um, came across. It did. It came across. It did come across
3: as cod. But we did. Oh, yeah, I sure thought it was Cod. Yeah.
5: But, but right. So the, 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 I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen the video yeah. that, I've, that I've done, but <laughs> that is exactly what my director mate keeps saying as well. Uh, you're pulling my leg. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> and, I, and obviously because I'm because I'm a Grimsby Town yeah. fan, people go, "Why are you singing Cod? I'm not singing." But it's hard to, <laughs> to get the secret Fleetwood
3: fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah not a Secret Fleetwood right. fan. We used to um, have we used to have a newsreader here, Lloyd, um, who who had a blind would oh, not be told that. She kept saying Donald's Trumps. She kept saying Donald's, <laughs> and, and we'd say you did it again. She'd no, I didn't. She wouldn't. So obviously you can't hear cod, but I mean maybe it's that, just like, oh, I don't know. You're, I'm sure it'll
1: right. Yeah, well, that I might put
3: cod save our greatest queen may put them off at Wembley. I, so I, I, I I've, I've I've got a singing lesson this week.
5: Genuinely, <laughs> so I'll say to me singing teacher, what's the situation, cod or got? Like, how do I get a bit more of a g? So yeah, I'll that's work a good on idea. That.
3: Yeah. I, no, I didn't remember, think this was I mean, going
5: to turn into The Voice, if I'm honest. No, I it was just it's, well, it. it's a
3: yes from us. You're coming to London. <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah, things we need to work on. That's, that's all we're saying, Very I right. think. Yeah, you knew that. Anyway. I
4: don't know if you're old enough, uh, Lloyd, but there's only m- a small amount of singing before the cup final now. It's just Abide uh, With Me and God Save The Queen. But in the old days, they used to have the, the community singing. That, yeah. I don't know, I can't remember his name. Yeah. They like, wore a white coat or a white suit. Well, Bruce Forsyth came
3: on. out and did it one year, didn't he? Yeah, They'd yeah, have a, yeah, have a proper half-hour sing song before the
5: It was all that one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was all sing-alongs. He did the, there's a clip of him doing the rounds this weekend. I think it was 1974 he kind of mm. came on. And just it obviously two, FA Cup, it's quite you know it's quite a divisive game, isn't it? And he just basically got him going like it was a Saturday night game show. And yeah. he, obviously with his own catchphrase, I mean, different times, weren't they? But uh, well, one, I mean, it'd be great if, if, if another comedian get on that pitch. Well, once you've got
3: that mic in your hand and you've done Cod Save the Queen, after that, they can't get the mic out of your hand. And you can, I've I had a hammer. You can do it Wonderwall. You can, you can do about 20 minutes. (laughs) all the the boys
5: getting cold start doing another warm up again (laughs) If I've got the mic and it's still live, yeah. um I'm just gonna be I'm if I'm not gonna lie to you lads, I'm gonna be plugging me tour show. I mean, <laughs> all right, guys, once I've got you in. Uh, thanks for having me. If you like that kind of thing, plus jokes, uh, yes. LloydGriffith.com and just just see just see what what what, what yeah. happens. But I'm sure there'll be the occasional Lincoln City fan boom me in the crowd. Yeah. I mean, but I mean that I'm yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm yeah. happy with that.
3: You'd only um you only do the, the uh you only do God Save the Queen. You wouldn't have to do Flower of Scotland or take on the Croatian one. They normally normally bring some someone in for that do they or
5: well I mean to be fair look you know if they say the only way that you're going to do it Lloyd is if you've got to sing A Flower of Scotland I am willing to speak to Nicola Sturgeon see if I can get a Scottish passport <laughs> and just change it my allegiances as quick as possible if there's a I mean to be fair obviously ideally the English national anthem but I'm willing to um, change nationality at some point after they've said no
3: I think it would be great. I just said we, we want the nation to get behind you, so uh, go and check out YouTube and get behind. Uh, Let Lloyd sing, uh, and your tour you mentioned not just a pretty face. The rescheduled 2021 tour. How's it getting selling well? Is it last yeah, time you joined well. us? There was a couple of couple of places gone a bit quiet. Can we?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 Great Torrington and where is it? No, not Great Torrington. Uh, Liming. Oh, I mean, to me. I should actually know where it is, isn't it? Lime, Lime, Regis, Lime and Regis, Great Torrington. Yeah. They but apparently they're picked up now, so I think there's more than a couple of couple. Coming, so um, bless everyone for, for, for coming. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's selling pretty well, and you know I might have to change uh, change my tour show depending on what happens this summer. So yeah. yeah, get on the hashtag Let Lloyd Sing. I've got a little series on YouTube that's basically if you don't believe that I am a good singer, it's yeah. it's on there. The late, the first episode is on there. It's me doing my little audition tape, um, and there's a few more episodes coming out, and I will keep uh, DMing the organisers, it's yes. just until they block me. Well, Until they block me Good luck
2: We're right behind you Thank you very much The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily podcast From TalkSport The TalkSport Clips of the Week
3: Kind of uh, These are Clips of the Week pewter uh, We found some old clips uh, Buried somewhere A treasure trove, if you will. And uh, these are from July 2010. We've not heard them since. The producer has curated them. uh, And so they are warts and all. We're not saying they're all gold. But hopefully there's a little bit in there. There's a bit of pewter in there. And uh, we start with Alan Brazil. Kicking off another sports breakfast. Morning. 6 minutes It's past 6 o'clock. And welcome, welcome to Alan Brazil sports breakfast. Six past half past six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> know, it sounds like he's doing an auction somewhere in the States. Can we hear that again? Could, I just, could we possibly... That's a joy. Let's hear that again. Morning, six minutes past six o'clock. And welcome, welcome <laughs> to Brazil yeah. Sports six right. Right.
4: <laughs> That's very good. Oh, good. Yes. And this is Alan signing off for the day in bizarre fashion. Keep it on the dial, 10:53 and 10:89 on the medium wave. Chicken, have a great day. Speak tomorrow. Have a lovely day. Six
3: o'clock. Bow. <laughs> Six, Six o'clock. What? Bow. Six, bow. <laughs> yeah, was a funny was that day. Um, this is well, not we putting it. This is yeah. not your fisherman's blues. Enjoying a bit of a private joke. Keep them coming, and don't think you've got to beat
5: it. Whatever you caught, I'm interested to hear about. I better read this before I read it out loud because someone's got tongue in cheek. Um... Oh
1: dear!
3: Uh... Yeah, feel free to let us in on the joke whenever you fancy, Nigel. A little bit excluding, really, slightly. Yeah. So, and uh, sticking with Nigel, here Mm. he is talking
4: fishing. We think
3: they've got great little starter kits, haven't they? I bought a little whip from there. Did you really? Okay, well, enough of that. (laughs) And Nigel wasn't the only one chatting about unusual fishing equipment. Here's Keith Arthur. Can you give
4: me any advice of these? And have you used one? How did you find them if you did? Well, I've not used a bolognese rod for that kind of fishing, Brett. (laughs)
3: I imagine a bit it flimsy. It would be, be a bit flimsy
4: <laughs> casting. Yeah, it would be the bolognese rod. Fantastic, um, and it's uh, it's me, isn't it? It's uh, the moose. Here's the moose with all the latest cricket news. And in cricket, it'll be Somerset against Essex and Nottinghamshire against uh, Hampshire. Sorry, Nottinghamshire, Hampshire, and uh, Essex against Hampshire on final day in the Twenty Twenty.
3: Yeah, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, no idea. Back to Alan Brazil, who sounded like he'd had something of an action-packed weekend. Do you know what? Did, fun enough, uh, the weekend, uh, really exciting. Uh, I was buying
4: a t- a taps, right?
3: Yeah, the glamorous world <laughs> <Great>. that he <laughs> occupies, of
4: course. Tap buying. Marvellous. Of course. This is Bobby Gordon now. And what do you do when you, got t- when you haven't got time to say instantly or automatically?
5: It, it, when he w- used to walk into the players' bar at uh, the clubs like when I was at Wolverhampton, yeah. and, and all the women just fell in love with him instamatically.
3: Instamatically, they had a little <laughs> camera that took instant photos, I'm sure. <laughs> he was ahead of his time there. He was. Uh, over yeah. to Mark Saggers and Ray Houghton with news of a money-can't-buy prize. And giving away tickets and hospitality
5: packages so that you can watch England do battle with Pakistan. Yeah,
3: you'll need to step up to the crease and hit your opponent out of the ground for your chance to pee pitch eight. <laughs> the Barry Fry competition
4: yeah beautiful. that's what we've missed with the fans not being at cricket yeah see, no one's had that opportunity have they
3: and finally Andy <clears throat> it's Mickey Quinn reflecting on the problems with English football everyone who su- talked about English players Singing the National Anthem is a total load of baloney mm. because not one Spanish player sang the National Anthem and I watched every Spanish player because of that point because all we do, bang on about, England's got to speak, uh, sing the National Anthem to the English players. Not one Spanish player sang the National Anthem in that final. Can I tell you why? There's no words in the Spanish national, anthem, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, that does make it difficult.
4: That's a bit of a fox
3: pass, Quinny. It was a bit of a fox pass from Quinny. So there we are. Some clips of the week, Pewter, from back in 2010. We'll dust down some more for you next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs
2: Daily Podcast from Talksport.
3: There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Andy will be back on Thursday, of course, with Jeff Peters for the birthday spread. And Max will be with me tomorrow. If you can listen to us from one, that will be great. If not, the podcast will be available. Around
2: five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.